0: to real talk
1: Go. Here we go. Can y'all hear me? I hear, I hear a faint echo. Microphone. There you go. I got you. All right. There you go. I think y'all can hear me now out there. Uh, welcome to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, it is uh, the sixth day of February, 2023. Uh, and we are on the air, 6 o'clock straight up, uh, uh, on what has been a beautiful day. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Uh, very happy to be with you uh, on uh, this day uh, that the Lord has made. We're going to have a good show for you tonight, we hope. Um, and um, we're going to probably access or try to access a lot of information uh, in, in reference to uh, where we are tonight. First things first, of course, uh, how do you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, Uh, You can do it any number of ways. We are on live right now on the radio. uh, 91.7 WYXR on the FM side. You can also catch us on uh, the app, WYXR app. Uh, We are also available on the TuneIn app. And, of course, uh, we are uh, on Facebook Live. At least I think we are. I don't know what's going on with that screen there. I see two things going on. But we're supposed to be on Facebook Live here tonight. And uh, then uh, tomorrow, once they post the show, Uh, we will be on youtube and uh, we of course are a podcast so you can catch us tomorrow uh, wherever it is you get your podcast so again very happy to be here with you uh, on on this evening in terms of our guests tonight uh, we hope that we are going to provide provide a good show for you i'm sorry you're hearing echoes and that is my phone and that is my bad there we go cut everything off here uh we are going to have uh several good guests tonight the first Uh, being uh, City Council Chairman Martavius Jones. And, of course, uh, what is ever-present on all of our minds is the uh, Tyree Nichols case. Uh, The City Council uh, will meet tomorrow afternoon in what I am assuming will be a contentious meeting because uh, there are still many protests going on. There are a lot of questions uh, that uh, still haven't been answered in reference to his tragic death, And uh, I'm sure they were going to face a lot of slings and arrows come tomorrow. We'll talk to him about what to expect. Uh, He did uh, issue uh, a promise uh, to the protesters and to our citizens uh, that the city council will do everything it can uh, to try to reassess what is going on with the Memphis Police Department in terms of uh, the culture, in terms of just, uh, you know, the training. And uh, there is a great trust that has been broken. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue that. And, uh, you know, uh, legislative, legislative action needs to be taken, uh, if it can, uh, locally in terms of policies and procedures statewide, of course, and then uh, maybe even on the national front. So we will uh, ask him about all of that uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, after him, we will speak with Gary Rosenfeld. Gary is the president or actually the CEO of Mata Transit here in town. And uh, they, they have uh, done something rather interesting in terms of a partnership uh, with an organization uh, that will actually uh, help uh, to pay employees uh, for uh, childcare. Childcare is very important to a lot of people, and uh, it's very expensive as well. So they have uh, gotten together with an organization called Tutris, uh, which actually will help to uh, pay money per month toward child care programs and we're going to talk a little bit uh, with Gary about that and of course uh, some of the other things that MATA uh, is doing out here in our community and a bit later on we'll speak with uh, Beverly, Rock, Beverly Anderson. excuse me. Beverly is a tax expert. It is tax time. I know. I know. Uh, none of us like to hear that but there are a couple of new tax laws that are in effect uh, this year that you may need to know about and also uh, she is uh, someone uh, uh, who talks about uh, diversified small business and uh, if you all are interested in being an entrepreneur she can uh, help you with that in terms of training so good show on tap for tonight as we always do this time of uh, the day we celebrate birthdays Uh, if you uh, celebrated your birthday this past weekend or today, or even this upcoming week. Uh, this is for you. This is the shout out that we do each and every Monday night. But I can't do it unless I say, Hit it, Bren." This is one of those rare occasions where there's actually a short list of names uh, today who are celebrating birthday. So let's get to it. Happy birthday to Brianna Davidson. Uh, happy birthday, Lauren Marlene. Brenda Salisbury celebrating today, as is the Corinne McKinney. That's all I got. Uh, if you know folks who are celebrating a birthday, uh, give them a special shout out from all of us here at Real Talk Memphis. And we hope to be with you next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Grand, thank you. All right, so uh, as we uh, jump into the news and notes, it was another very busy and tragic city, uh, a tragic uh, weekend here in the city. We had a total of six shootings, which resulted in three deaths. Once again, in our city, we just can't seem to get past all of the unnecessary violence that we see here on our daily uh, basis. Uh, there, of course, uh, is uh, back to the Tyree Nichols situation. There is a seventh officer Uh, who has been suspended uh, or relieved of duty from the Memphis Police Department. We don't know what his name is. We don't know what his rank is. And we don't know uh, anything about this uh, person other than he has been relieved of duty. uh, And maybe we will get some information as uh, time continues to move along. Preston Hemphill uh, was uh, fired last week. He's the white police officer that was a member of the Scorpion unit that was on scene uh, at uh, the uh, Nichols uh, situation. He's the one that fired the taser initially and, uh, you know, made some derogatory statement about uh, catching uh, Nichols as he ran off from being tased by him and also pepper sprayed. Uh, he was uh, relieved or fired from his position for many charges, several charges, uh, including personal conduct and uh, being untruthful or lying on his uh, police report. Uh, As I said, there is a 7th officer that's been relieved of duty. We don't know anything about him, but we are waiting. Also waiting on the Shelby County Sheriff's Office, uh, who discovered that uh, there was a cruiser on scene there. We don't know why they were there. No one internally seemed to know why they were there, or even if they were there. Uh, Two of the officers there have been relieved of duty, pending the results of an internal investigation. We have not received that uh, as well. But late this afternoon... Uh, From the sheriff's office, we did receive notice uh, that a deputy uh, is now off duty pending an internal administrative investigation into use of force, a use of force arrest. This is back in November. And uh, apparently we're just hearing about it now because uh, the video of that incident seems to be floating around on social media. So they decided to put out a uh, release today basically saying that uh, this officer uh, is uh, once again out on administrative leave uh, pending results of uh, this investigation. That is all the information that we have on this. Of course, it came out late uh, this afternoon. So things just continue to percolate. Uh, In political news, uh, then there were, I think it's 12 now. I don't know how many of you are aware that uh, your former mayor, Willie W. Harrington has declared that he is going to be a candidate for uh, the, the mayorship. Uh, once again, this year he is running. He is uh, 82 years of age. Uh, he threw his hat uh, in the ring uh, this afternoon, late this afternoon, on uh, YouTube, I think it is. So so what do you think about that? Uh, w. Willie Harrington, at the age of 82, feels like he still has uh, something left in the tank uh, in order to lead our City. He ran uh, last in 2019 against uh, current mayor Strickland. Uh, so again, this list continues to swell up. And also, there is another candidate has de- that, that has declared for the race. He is a uh, city councilman, Frank Kovit. He's a Republican, and he decided uh, last week that, uh, or probably just a few days ago rather, uh, that he was also throwing his hat in to the ring. So. <laughs> A lot going on here i'm pretty sure things will be thinned out at uh, some particular point in time because when you have all these candidates who have uh you know folks uh, uh you know backing them and, and you know all throughout the city you're going to see a splitting of the vote and you know what happens when that happens as well so uh, let's just uh, keep a, a a point of view on all of this and it'll unfold in its own course in due time uh back to the Nichols case uh the mayor strickland has asked for an outside review uh from the federal government involving uh some of the policies and procedures of the memphis police department taking a deeper dive and a closer look at things uh he also uh, asked the international association of of uh chiefs of police uh to uh, also take a look at what is happening here if you saw The headline uh, in the paper today, uh, you saw that there were questions about uh, uh, just uh, the type of job uh, Chief Davis is doing. Asked of the mayor today, wanted to understand uh, how he feels about things in terms of her running of the police department. Uh, And uh, he said basically that he is uh, behind her, he does support her, and thinks that she has uh, done a good job in reference to this case. Uh, We'll say that uh, she very quickly acted uh, after what she saw in terms of the video uh, on this case and removed the officers from her force. But there is an active and ongoing investigation that is continuing into this case. So uh, we're sort of seeing little dribs and drabs right now in terms of information. Uh, they're being pushed pretty hard. There is more video that the public has not seen uh, that is uh, set to be released uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks. The police department says after they complete the investigation, D.A. Mulroy uh, is also, uh, you know, again, they're continuing to look at things as they get information uh, in terms of uh, what may happen uh, as uh, more charges might be issued uh, for uh, maybe the current uh, or former police officers and maybe some others that we are not aware of. Of course, uh, three uh, paramedics were fired last week because they failed to render aid uh, in this particular situation as well so yeah this is uh this is an ongoing thing and there are still a lot of uh missing parts and pieces by the way program note uh next week i am scheduled to uh speak with uh, district attorney steve mulroy on this very program so uh keep that in mind uh, as we're moving forward and hopefully that will continue and that will be a part of the show next week but uh We have uh, Martavius Jones, uh, who is the chairman of the City Council. He was on TV plenty uh, during the release of the video. You saw him all over national news, and uh, we're going to have him in just a few minutes. And that will make me take uh, our first break right now. Uh, And uh, when we come back, we are going to speak with City Council Chairman Martavius Jones on this edition of Wheel Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. So stay with us. Don't go away. First break, right back.
2: WYXR is supported by the Onstage at the Halloran Center season, presenting the orchestra-unplugged Copeland Appalachian Spring on Friday, March 3rd. Robert Moody and members of the Memphis Symphony Orchestra bring you inside the minds and music of composers to discover connections and meaning to works of art. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. The Onstage at the Halloran Center season presents the Memphis Songwriters Series, hosted by Mark Edgar Stewart. Mark and his musical guests take audiences on a journey behind the music, sharing stories and introducing new works. The next event is on Thursday, February 16th. More information at
3: orpheum-memphis.com. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening in the city. Glad to have you with us. And, of course, uh, I want before we even get into the uh, interview, I want to say hello to all the folks who are chiming in or checking us out on Facebook Live this evening. Good evening to you all. Glad to have you all with us. And I'm also glad to have uh, our first guest with us. We are still, as a community, uh, um, reeling and, and really feeling the emotion uh, of what happened to one of our own Tyree Nichols Uh, at the hands of uh, some uh, police officers who are no longer police officers in this city. Uh, My first guest is uh, a longtime city councilman. He is the chairman of the city council currently, and he is Martavius Jones. And Martavius, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. I appreciate it.
4: Hey, thank you for having me, Chip.
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, as I as I stated, uh, all of us are reeling uh, from uh, still from the emotion of, of what happened uh, to Tyree Nichols. Of course, you're you know, one of our leading uh, you know, city representatives and you were uh, featured quite prominently on uh, many national news programs uh, all across the country uh, about a week or so ago uh, in terms of this. Let me ask you today uh, how you were feeling uh, in the aftermath of uh, the Nichols uh, murder.
4: Uh, you know, it's it was quite an emotional roller coaster, Chip. But I'm pleased to say I'm doing much better now. If anything, I'm energized and eager to get to work to try to put something in place to try to prevent this from happening again. You know, I've in, in past interviews I've given credit to the police director for the swift action yes. that she took to hold those officers accountable. I've given credit to Mr. Mulroy, who serves as our district attorney, mm-hmm. for bringing charges. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to the council act. The ball is in our court, so I'm excited about us having some real discussion to put things to review what's taking place and we are having, you know, unfortunately, we have the hindsight to look and see what didn't work, but try to put some things in place to essentially say, let's try to prevent this from happening again in our community.
1: You know, I saw you uh, in in one of the protests uh, that happened, uh, you know, on a rainy day uh, about a week and a half ago or so. And you were standing out with the with the protesters uh, who are. By the way, speaking of the protesters, and I said it before and I'll say it again, uh, they have really lived up to the creed of uh, not only Dr. King, but the family's wishes in terms of uh, a forceful demonstration, wanting answers, wanting results, but Mm -hmm. doing it nonviolently. And as as one of our political leaders, you have to uh, feel good and kind of respect that, do you not?
4: Absolutely, because I say democracy is a contact sport. There have been so many decisions, Chip, where we haven't heard from the public because nobody reached out to us, nobody called us, nobody emailed us. I'm actually encouraged by seeing the community step up because I represent them. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly.
4: But I can't read thousands and thousands of minds. I don't have a monopoly on what a great idea is. And so I, I look forward to their engaging us and telling us what their views are and try to get and my job is to uh to, to help put it into codify well to, to help put it into code to have it codified where we can do some of these things going forward but no i encourage this type of this type of protest
1: you and uh jb smiley in particular were out with these protesters and you took the bullhorn and you said look and they and they were they were they were pointing at you and they were saying look you need to do something you need to do something do. as I, and you said Put it on us. You have been very open about saying mm-hmm. it's our responsibility. Now the law enforcement, and the 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 the, 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 uh, the uh, police chief did her job. Uh, mm-hmm. The DA is continuing to do his job, uh, but now it's 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 on us. So I'll ask you realistically: What, if anything, can the city council do uh, in terms of looking in? Uh, to the police department. Of course, the mayor has brought in some outside help. He's, he's asking for federal, the federal government to step in here and take a microscope and look inside the department. But what can the city council do, if anything, about this?
4: Well, one of the things now, still keep in mind, you know, we live in a city where uh, we have a weak council, strong mayor form of government. Right. However, how we speak, we speak with the power of the purse. That being that being the money. And so the council only speaks also through resolution what we pass by seven votes. So there are in my opinion some common sense things that we can do and one of those things has been mentioned is that uh, we should prohibit no, unmarked police cars from making traffic stops. Uh, now that may not have prevented this situation because you're always going to have bad actors to do so but if we codify that and we say to the police director, this this is the safety measures that we want to have in our community, we do those. Now, I want to hear, I'm not just going to have some type of knee-jerk reaction. I want to hear, I'm not calling for, now, I'm just one of 13. Sure. I'm not calling for the disbanding of special units. There could be a purpose for them. What we need to have is an open dialogue and see what are the benefits of it, see if it's working before we just say, do away with those things. So those are just two things that come to mind that we can have the discussion about what the council can do from a uh, from a resolution standpoint to try to prevent some of these things from happening going forward.
1: In terms of uh, the the current leadership uh, at the police department, uh, you know, I, I, various people have various opinions on things, and 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 it bears taking a closer look. And, and is that one of the one of the things that the council can do and, and, and wants to do in really taking a look at the internal structure? Because one word you hear constantly is the culture, the culture, the culture, you know, mm-hmm. of, of the department. You know, what, if anything, can you do? And do you want to dig into that a little bit deeper?
4: Well, for, for one thing, when, when you say, um, you know, looking at it, you know, and, you know, I've heard that culture discussion too. So from a leadership standpoint, the council has no purview over any division director, uh, the police division being one of those. No, that's all up to the city mayor. Mm-hmm. How? Because you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, we're asking for Chief Davis to resign, because technically speaking, she uh, will be resigning December 31st because we will have a new mayor come January 1st. Mm -hmm. And that new mayor can accept the resignation or that new mayor can choose to continue the services of the police director as well as any other city director. So from that standpoint, um, you know, I think that I'm looking at it from the standpoint, what can we do for the next 11 months at this point? Yeah, the next 11 months that we have for this year while I'm in office and this council remains of its current makeup right now. Uh, It's going to take... If we're talking, if we are talking about that culture change, it's surely going to take more than eleven months. But one of the things we do address is what can be some training aspects. Let's have a review. Let's have a discussion about these training mechanisms. One other thing that I, I just thought about, from a from a council standpoint, we need to have a review about these body cameras mm-hmm. as well as these sky cops because if as you're looking at what are the repercussions for somebody who fails or has a pattern of not turning on their body cams, that type of person right now, there needs to be accountability for that type of action. One of the other things too, that I have a question about too, is when we look at that footage for about a couple of minutes in, we see uh, based upon the camera angle, that camera is facing left. At some point, it turns right and
1: captures everything. Shit. So, whoever so, was manning the camera, right, it, uh, but, was responsible right. To, for that scene, right? Uh,
4: so, was that an individual? Was it automatic, based upon
1: motion? I, I, I don't know. Yeah.
4: So, those are some of the questions that can, uh, that hopefully will come out of the discussion that we're having tomorrow. Uh,
1: in 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 a lot of uh, people that I've spoken with, and, and just the general overview of all of this. Uh, this feels different. I mean, we've seen incidents uh, forever uh, in, in terms of, of cops and and being aggressive, and you know, uh, white cops, black suspects, and or black victims, and, and things like that. But does but it, but this is different, and it feels different uh, here in our city. Do you feel that because of the fact that there were five black officers uh, who basically attacked and murdered uh, you know a, a, a young black man?
4: No, I don't what i feel though is that there's that culture that you talked about Mm -hmm. that culture said that it's okay to treat a black motorist different than a white motorist that's the that's that culture and so we need to work on that culture and hopefully we can have that training to essentially say um it's that culture that basically said, you when you go up to a motorist, based upon what we've seen in, in the body cam video, who is doesn't seem to be combative, doesn't seem to be resisting, but right. it's that culture more so than what happened to be the colors of the perpetrators or the officers in, in this incident.
1: There was a, a, an aggressiveness uh, to this, uh, that everyone seems to be talking about from the very outset of instantly. what we've seen on a video, instantly, yeah, instantly. Right. I mean, and 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 that's extraordinarily troubling you know in and of itself you know as to why why the aggressiveness uh, from somebody who was clearly complying uh you're gonna hear it tomorrow at the city council meeting and, and i'm sure you've been hearing it ever since uh, there is a a, a a a mistrust there is a fear there is an anger there is a frustration that is all over this city right now and mm-hmm. uh, you know we all feel it on a daily basis and i guess people are just desperately trying to figure out you know, what needs to be done here uh, to try to really bring, because, I mean, this is a a worldwide event. Everybody in Mm -hmm. the world has seen what has happened here. Uh, And how are we moving forward? How do we move forward? But You're going to get that question a a thousand times. What do we do from here? How do we move forward and try to regain uh, the trust of the citizens who put their trust in our law enforcement?
4: Well, one thing, I don't think that this was an instance where this is the overall uh, behavior of the entire Memphis police department. You have people that go out every day, that put their lives on the line who don't behave in this manner. You know, we rely upon them to help keep our city safe. So let me, let me be clear about that. Mm -hmm. However, we do need to identify those bad actors, those who have repeated patterns of this type of behavior and do, and do something about it. You know, I think that, a lot of people want to take credit to essentially say well or, or maybe not to take credit but to attribute well if we had if we simply had more police officers on the street then crime is going to go down mm. if we look at the nature of the most of most of our crimes and the fact that they take place largely between or among people who know one another we can have eight times more officers and it really wouldn't have that much an effect on what our crime rate is. And so for those officers that we do have, we need to make sure that we don't have those officers who have a history or who have had past behaviors of, uh, of being abusive to motorists who have used excessive force, and when they do, we need to hold them accountable.
1: Uh, one final thing, we, we had a police officer, you just referenced a minute we had a police officer uh, who was shot, uh, in the line of duty uh, on Friday at the uh, at the library over on White Station and Poplar. Uh, he is in critical condition, and uh, he, he was responding to a scene, uh, and the suspect didn't comply. It, it seems as if, Martavius, that there is no regard whatsoever for 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 our law enforcement professionals by these individuals who are committing these crimes. Uh, thankfully, uh, the other officer that responded put that suspect down. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we... Uh, It has to be a very difficult uh, balance uh, to weigh the lawlessness that we see on a daily basis out here with the law enforcement who are actually trying to do the job, which is what you just said a few minutes ago. We have to be able to segment one from the other, but we also have to be able to figure out how we move forward in in this effort. Correct?
4: Right. And, and, you know, it's still, you know, I I take my hat off to those people who have have received the calling to do this Mm. work. But, Chip, uh, part of the emotional part of it is realizing that that could have been you, that could have been me mm-hmm. in that particular vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you and I wouldn't behave in any type of manner that would cause, and it seems like Mr. Nichols, from what we saw, what the, the, the video footage that was available, he didn't present any type of threat to those officers that would warn that type of response for them. Right. And so that's, you know, so... But I still would say that's the culture and we need to be judged individually, still balancing the fact that you're going to have some folks out there who are not going to have the officer's best interest in heart and it's a delicate balancing act that they have to
1: do. Matavius Jones, city council chairman, a lot more questions than answers. Uh, You have been very forthright in your thoughts and your opinions uh, that you've given. uh, Best of luck as we continue to move forward and we continue to heal from this very difficult situation. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Chip. Good to see you, partner. You too. Take care, man. Thank you. All All right. right. Bye-bye. Martavius Jones, ladies and gentlemen, a very open, honest, and frank conversation about uh, where we are with the Tyree Nichols case and how we uh, tend to move forward in this progress. Uh, We are going to take another break, and when we come back, we are going to shift gears a bit, and we're going to talk about a very interesting uh, partnership, so to speak, with MATA uh, and its employees, and it has a lot to do with child care. This is Real Talk Memphis for a Monday evening. I am Chip. We will be right back.
3: WYXR is supported by Shell Days Music Festival, presented by Mempho, April 21st and 22nd at Overton Park Shell. Shell Days will feature two days of music with Trampled by Turtles, Southern Avenue, Leftover Salmon, Neil Francis, Paul Thorne, and Bailey Bigger. More information at memphopresents.com.
0: You're listening But are you in the know? The WYXR Weekly Newsletter is the best source for keeping up with events at WYXR, whether they are happening on our airwaves, behind the scenes, or out in the community. Log on to newsletter.wyxr.org to sign up for our mailing list and keep yourself in the loop. Do you want
3: to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? wyxr's second annual stereo sessions at the memphis listening lab is back we are looking for sponsors to support wyxr's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of memphis for more information email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I hope everything is going well with uh, all of you out there. Uh, my next guest is uh, someone I've n- not had on the show before, and I'm I'm happy uh, to be able to uh, make his acquaintance this evening. He is Gary Rosenfeld, and Gary is the CEO of Matter Transit here uh, in our city. And, Gary, uh, thank you for uh, taking some time and uh, coming on Real Talk tonight. I really appreciate it.
5: Thanks for having me, Chip. We appreciate it.
1: Yes, sir. So uh, before I uh, ask you a little bit about uh, some of the new things uh, that are going on uh, with MATA, uh, it was brought to my attention that that you are uh, one of the companies uh, in in the country who uh, has signed on with with another organization that's basically dedicated uh, to uh, issues of child care. Uh, which is a very, very important, and being more importantly, being able to afford it. Uh, and doing some statistical work here, checking in, uh, looks like it about, takes about, about $9,000 a year uh, for child care costs in the state of Tennessee. So you're partnering with uh, an organization called Tutris, uh, which helps businesses looking for child care benefit programs. So tell me, uh, in terms of this partnership, what exactly um, uh, is MATA doing uh, for its employees in regards to this?
5: Well, Chip, it's it's pretty simple. In order to attract the next generation of employees to come work for us, we have to meet their specific needs and their needs of somebody today are different than those employees that came to work for us 30 or 40 or even 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So child care is now something that is a is a major uh, stressor, if you will, in our employees lives. And our unusual nature of our time of day that we operate makes it that much more difficult to try to find childcare that might be available at four o'clock in the morning when so many people come to work for us. Mm. So we signed on with Tutris uh, to uh, help parents be able to uh, easily identify potential childcare arrangements within the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, allows them to search uh, and vet vet out the childcare organizations, and uh, be able to find the safest, most nurturing, and affordable programs. And the beauty of it is, it's it's all in real time. So uh, somebody can sit at their home and and be able to search uh, via the internet and get this information. So in in transit across uh, our industry. Uh, nine out of ten agencies across the country are struggling to hire bus operators or mechanics or administrative teams and uh, this is just one of those things it's one of our um, tool one of our tools in our toolkit to try to attract and retain good solid people that are looking to to have a quality experience for their kids.
1: Talk about the financial end of this that you all are providing, which I think is is, is really extraordinary uh, in and of itself.
5: Um, yeah, we're, we uh, made a conscious decision that we would uh, attempt to buy down some of the cost of, of child care. And uh, they uh, our employees can uh, uh, get a $200 a month um, stipend, if you will, mm-hmm. to offset some of the cost of child care and uh, you know there's so many different ups and extras in the childcare market you know if you're late to pick up your child or sure. it's too early or any of these other things sure. hopefully this 200 dollars will help level the playing field and allow somebody to be able to sign on with a dedicated childcare provider that can ease their minds about where their
1: children are at and and, and how they're thriving uh, in case you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we are speaking with Gary Rosenfeld. He is the CEO of Matter Transit and talking to us about a very uh, unique and beneficial. Program for employees uh, that are or have young children that are looking uh, and are dealing with the child care issue, which is a very, very a big issue uh, in this country, and giving them, uh, you know, a, a cash infusion, if you will, uh, per month, two hundred dollars, for what I'm to understand, uh, towards that uh, that that child care. So, what this does, Gary, really for you is, as you said at, at the outset here. This provides another tool uh, in 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 your uh, in your toolbox to be able to recruit uh, good people uh, for the many positions that you have, you know, and uh, and dealing with uh, you know what you do on a daily basis. This really is something that people uh, would pay attention to. Am I am I correcting that?
5: I, they certainly are paying attention to it. We noticed in the first uh, two weeks that we had the program available. 10 different families uh uh signed up for to be able to utilize the the program yeah and again you know there's no, the 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 obtaining of labor in the country right now is such that you there is no silver bullet solution to solving a company's labor issues so you have to you know use more of a of a, of a like i said individual tools sure. to help people um that might you know this benefit is going to mean something to this smaller group of people, and we'll come up with other benefits that will be beneficial to other small groups of people. And hopefully, by the time we have a a dozen or so different types of benefits, we've created an employer of choice situation for people in Memphis, and uh, we provide those benefits, so that we can uh, uh, be able to provide the high quality of service that the city and our community demands
1: of, uh, of their public transit. Uh- MATA is a, is a really a, a jewel in our city, and it's a much-needed commodity for a lot of folks. Uh, for a long time, there had seemed to be a bit of a struggle uh, in terms of uh, the importance of it uh, from the county perspective and the city perspective. But I think they've come to realize just how valuable a commodity uh, you all are. Uh, and, and, and they're becoming more of a partner with you all, uh, you know, in terms of uh, grants and, and other things. that really giving you uh, some of the legs that you need to really compete and to make things better in terms of the overall transit uh, system here in the city, correct?
5: Yes, we've uh, we've been uh, lucky over the last couple of years uh, in partnership with Shelby County and the city of Memphis to restore some funding that sort of went away at the beginning of the COVID uh, right. pandemic, but it's all been restored at this point. But uh, uh, the county and the city have come together to provide a dedicated source of funding for the future, uh, it will cover about 40% of our uh, local budget, if wow. you will. Wow. So okay. it's it's not it's not everything, sure. but it's, it's definitely a great start, a great step in the right direction. And what this has done is it's allowed us to take that same uh, information to our state and federal stakeholders, which resulted in unprecedented federal investment in MATA in last year, which will lead to a new facility, uh, some uh, uh, A new BRT uh, bus route that'll go north-south and uh, 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 probably two dozen more electric buses which will impact our community in the form of uh, better air quality and reduced noise and all the wonderful things that come with electric vehicles. But uh, it, the, the partnerships between the city and the county and our state uh, uh, TDOT and uh, FTA uh, are very important, and uh, these different groups look at how each other invests in the program. Sure. And when you see the local investment go up, the federal side at least is willing to uh, increase their their understanding of our program and uh, hand us uh, some additional federal funds.
1: Well, listen, uh, you know, I, I thought this was a very uh, important uh, uh, component of what you all are trying to do along with everything else and it seems like uh, you know you're, you're you're up and away uh, in terms of moving forward with matter and there's a lot of uh, good uh, and exciting things coming down the pike uh, hearing, you, hearing you talk about that we're very excited about that as a city as I am having you on the show Gary I really appreciate you taking time I know everybody's busy out there I never had a chance to meet you or talk to you but I really enjoyed the conversation uh, and uh, I hope that you guys will come back uh, when you have, uh, you know, updates and uh, new initiatives and new programs and things uh, for our citizens. So we can we can put that out there as well.
5: Chip, thanks very much. I look forward to a long uh, relationship
1: with you and your program. Thank you so much, Gary. Have a great evening. You too. All right. Uh, Gary uh, Rosenfeld, ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of MATA, and uh, MATA seems to be, uh, you know, with the, with the support of the city and the county and, and even the state, uh, uh, look forward to doing some big things for us here uh, in the city of Memphis uh, uh, in addition to what they already do. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about something nobody wants to talk about, which is taxes. That's just one of the topics uh, with my next guest in our conversation on this Monday evening, this is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip, you know who you are. We'll take a break, we'll be right back.
0: If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or a suggestion? Wanna be considered a guest? Or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is
4: community radio, so why not help us spread our sound through the community? Be a part of our growth by sharing our station and our mobile app with a friend. Visit us at wyxr_memphis underscore Memphis on social and tag your closest pals. Let someone you love know about 91.7 FM. It's easy. Our sound is made just for you. So let's make it louder.
3: WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Theater presenting Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater on March 3rd through the 5th. The dancers of Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater bring contemporary works by modern choreographers and classic favorites from the repertory including Revelations. More information at orpheum-memphis.com.
0: Like what you're hearing? WYXR is a listener supported station. Help keep the sound of Memphis alive by donating at wyxr.org.
3: WYXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community, produced, performed and written by Memphians or in Memphis. Some are hits, and some are rarely heard, but they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it.
0: Get real talk on the tune in mobile app under W Y X R. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put W Y X R in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more real talk with Chip Washington.
1: And welcome back to real talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And, uh, It's always good to have you all with us. Uh, A lot of folks on the Facebook Live line tonight. A lot of you out there tonight paying paying us a little time, giving us a little time. And I truly, humbly appreciate it, uh, as always. Uh, My next guest is someone, um, a a new friend I've never met before, but uh, brought to my attention. uh, It's tax season, whether we like it or not, and most of us don't. But but it's tax season and uh, there are some new laws that go into effect this year that could affect how you do what you do and maybe if you're used to getting a refund, how that works as well. So we're going to talk about that and a few other things with Miss Beverly Anderson and Beverly, it's good to see you and it's great to have you on Real Talk Memphis. Thank you, my new friend. Yes, (laughs) it's it's good to have you and welcome to the show. So. Uh, We are talking. uh, We're about getting into tax time now. We're all getting our little forms from our employers and things like that. Uh, There are a couple of things that people may not know that they may need to know in terms of a couple of changes in the tax laws this year.
2: Yes, and you'll be—they'll be surprised. We'll have people that say, "Well, I didn't get as much as I got last year, or why do I have to pay this year?" Mm-hmm. A lot of people will find that happening with them. Yeah. The biggest tax laws that I think that would affect most people, especially your listeners, are those tax laws changes around the child tax credit. Yeah, tell us about the that. Tell us about- income tax credit.
1: Yeah, tell us about that. Well.
2: Okay, well, what was happening is because, of course, you know, like I'm sure you was into the pandemic for the last three years, and so there was a lot of, so, well, pandemic money, that's what I call it,
3: Mm
5: -hmm.
2: where people were getting extra funds, extra refunds based on their children, they were getting also uh, the e-snap benefits, so there were a lot of benefits that were happening during that time, Mm -hmm. however... Now we're back to almost pre-COVID uh, tax laws. And so one of the things that's happening um, with the child tax credit is people will see a reduction in that credit.
1: OK. OK. okay. So
2: they will still kind of get some credit, for instance. does uh, it increase in age. Uh, allowance that had expired. Mm-hmm. Uh, a child must not have attained been 17 now by the end of 2022. One time it was kind of open. Okay. Again, in light of the pandemic, uh, the initial amount for child tax credit was $2,000. That includes, of course, a maximum additional credit of $1,500. So, again, that's changing
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for, for those who are claiming children. Okay. So I, you know, and I always like to tell people now, make you know, you may not want to sell your children this year.
1: Okay. Because you not you're gonna need <laughs> wait all. on that a little bit. Wait, wait on that a little bit. I got it. I get it. I get it. You got
2: you know, you're gonna need all of that now, uh this year chip for that. Um again the maximum credit increase is $6,900, $6 a little more than $6,900 for three or more children. That's why I said you may not want to sell them this year. Yeah, I got because you. Because you. you get a little bit more in your earned income tax, but the credit, the child tax credit itself is what's going to be, uh, what's decreased.
1: Is that the one, is that the biggest one? Is there another one? Is there another law that's changing this year that people need to look out for?
2: Well, uh, the standard deduction. Uh-huh. Okay, and of course, uh, the standard deduction based on your household for a married couple that's filing jointly is $25,900. And again, the standard deduction is just what's gonna come off of your taxable income.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, if you're head of household, and I wanna, the, again, the head of household, it did increase by $600 this year. Mm. Um, but I wanna clarify, just because you are single and head of your own household, yep. does not qualify you for a head of household style, uh, filing status. Why? Because, and I get that, why? I'm why? A
1: you can't throw that out there and just leave it just hanging. You need to you tell us why. That's that, That's you a big hit. Yeah. To
2: qualify for head of household, you have to have a qualifying dependent. And typically, it's, a, it's children.
1: OK. So don't okay, sell the so children. You gotta have a child, right? You gotta have a child or children, right? In, in terms of you that, that right?
2: exactly. Something, some, some person has to qualify you for head of household, and then of course, married. I mean, the single or felt married filing separate. And again, I want to talk about that one. That one also uh, increased by four hundred dollars to twelve thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. Okay um now with that filing status especially married filing separate because i get this every year Mm -hmm. is when my spouse and i don't file together right that's different that's a that's your marital status versus your filing status
1: all right okay so
2: it's different but just so just because you all don't file together does not mean you automatically in a married filing separate status
1: so, so if you if you did it like that though, is it is there is there a is there a change in the amount that if you're going to get a refund you might get versus filing the other way that you just no
2: mention? because if you do married filing sta- filing separate status, then first thing you won't have any credits. You won't get any. You're gonna lose whatever credits you can get. Oh, you do better okay. filing single. Really? Yeah. Then do married filing. I mean, you get nothing. You don't get any mortgage credits. You you really. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you're being taxed at a higher tax bracket, right. at the highest bracket, just like a single person.
1: Well, th- 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 this experience here talking to you has already been a roller coaster with it. Uh, you get more, <laughs> you get less, you get, don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, we understand, and we, <laughs> we have to, <laughs> God, we have to follow the rules of the road here in terms of all of that. Now, <laughs> among being a tax expert, you also uh, deal with uh, diversified small businesses and uh, we have a couple of minutes left. I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about this entrepreneur training uh, that you are also well-versed at as well.
2: Okay, definitely. I, well, I founded the Entrepreneur Training Institute in 2018 mm-hmm. and it's on the same platform or uh, structure as a community college. However, the state considers us vocational education mm-hmm. because we don't offer degrees, we offer certifications. And is really designed for people who are looking to become self-employed yeah. or just kind of want to know how you structure. Uh, because what I find people can go in and do business, they just don't manage the business. And so we teach them the management piece of doing business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we offer four courses. We offer uh small business or entrepreneur development, we offer nonprofit development, we offer personal income tax preparation. And our newest one is basic bookkeeping for small businesses. And again, they come out with a certification and it's designed again for people to have a self-employment arm. Even if they're working, when they finish with us, they should at least be able to uh, operate self-employment legally.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that 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 and that that comes in handy. Have you have you found that uh, as uh, we're coming out of the pandemic phase of things, more people are interested in uh, becoming self-sufficient uh, in terms of business?
2: Well, I'm, I think the the pandemic kind of brought that out because some people had to. You know, they sure. discovered they wanted to eat even if they didn't have a job, they yeah. still needed to eat. Yeah. So we we do find that, but we also find that it was you know, when well, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, but are not prepared to do the work. Sure. Because, right. you know, not to get your business established legally, administratively, um, you know, I just, well, yeah, I steps cook, in the process. I just need sure. to order a restaurant, you know, over yeah. a restaurant.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But uh, there...
2: well, we did find an upswing, and even Department of Labor has found an upswing in self-employment. Yeah. Um, that's why you see the numbers say unemployment is down.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So if anybody uh, is interested in learning more about what you are just talking about, how can they reach you? Uh, what, what is your contact info?
2: Okay. My bookkeeping service, again, Diversified Small Business Service, that's a bookkeeping and tax uh, business. Got it. And that's at mybookkeeper01.com. That's my website. Okay. And for the institute, it's my E-T Institute org because the institute is actually a 501c3 organization
1: okay all right well listen uh, i have enjoyed uh, having you on the show and i've enjoyed the information i didn't like much of the tax stuff but I, I've, I've 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 enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed the, the general overall <laughs> conversation that we've had and i always emphasize learning something new on this show and you did teach us something new tonight and i really, really appreciate you being here
2: wonderful <laughs> exactly thank you
1: Go ahead. Go away. Have a great evening. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much, Beverly. I appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. All I right, appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, well, this has been a really good show tonight. I hope that you all enjoyed it. And uh, as Brent plays this out, uh really... Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been looking forward to doing this one tonight because uh, there's a lot of good information uh, that a lot of us need and I hope that you uh, picked up and learned uh, about it. Once again, program note next Monday night, I am scheduled to have District Attorney Steve Morroy join me on this show. Uh, so if you can make it uh, that would be great. If you can tell folks about it that would be even better. Uh, so once again, thank you. Uh, humbly thank you for uh, taking some time. A lot of you out here on the on the line, and I see my brother out here. My brother is in Los Angeles, California. And he's checking me out tonight. Been a minute for him, so I'm good. Good to see him, and good to see all the rest of you out there: Genie Ali and Bridget and Jennifer and Randy and Dedrick McGee, Dietrich McGee, and uh, Dana Owens. And oh my God, Michael Harris. So many, so many. So uh, listen, uh, if the Lord says so, we'll be back here next week, same time, uh, same station, same chair, and we'll try to do it just a little bit better. Uh, So in the meantime, for Nicole and for Brynn, did a great job on the board tonight. Uh, We miss Lola. Lola's not with us tonight, but uh, we miss you, Lola. And hopefully you'll be back with us next week. Uh, But in the meantime, in between time, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And let's watch out for all of us overall. What do you think, right? Sounds good. So uh, you have a great week. Be safe. Look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. I'm Chip, and I'm out.